podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 88 of Below the Belt, joined by Alex from Bristol. How are you, my friend? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. What it's is been happening? You what? It's been a minute. Yeah, I know. It's uh, <coughs> life. Shit it getting is. in the way of me doing what I want to do. It's getting on my tits. But uh, say la vie. Never buy a house. Never break <laughs> up with a spouse. Never... <laughs> Buy stuff you can't afford is the yeah. moral of the game. Mm. So I should stop sending you messages saying buy things in capital letters then. Yeah, I, I, I stop that. Yeah, the difference is is when you used to do that is when I had money and I would just do it. When you haven't got money, mm. it's easy just to ignore it. That's but, it. you know, I'm, I'm used tempting. to a certain way of life. This kind of scrimping and scraping bollocks is not for me. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to start an OnlyFans or something. Yeah, one final big job, secure a core van. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so what some people might think is one final big job is Joe Joyce going up against Daniel Dubois this weekend. Are you excited about it, Al? I am, yeah. It's kind of snuck up on me a little bit because mm. um, it just feels like it's been around forever. So when was it meant to happen? Last April. April, we had tickets, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of snuck up a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. It's like... It's one of those fights that you don't really bother with what's on the undercard because this is this is the most intriguing one of the lot. So mm. as it should be, um, I think it's one of those, isn't it? It's, it kind of reminds me of the old Anthony Crawler cards where they would the the undercard they kind of scrimp and save on the undercard because they want to make sure that the main event gets paid. Um, and it kind of feels like one of those, and it's it's kind of old fashioned in a way because it's for the British Commonwealth. Euro and European titles. It's kind of flat. It's kind of goes back to Henry Cooper days, where that where the big fights were the were for those three belts all the time. It's a lot of um, a lot of belts. Yeah, a lot of kind of gateway things. You know, WBC mm. silver, WBO international, EBU European heavy, Commonwealth heavy, and and obviously you know the British heavyweight title <coughs> and the WBO number two spot. So mm. it's uh. You know, there's a lot of kind of gateway stuff on there. You know, how many gates do you need? Just walk through one, it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I am excited. But uh, I'm not having you compare anything to the to the goat Anthony Crawler. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and Anthony Crawler boxing a paper bag is bigger than anything. <laughs> not anything. It's bigger than eighty percent of things in my life. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm g- genuinely looking forward to it. Look, fifteen and 0, 11 and 0. You know, no, you know, very, very little amateur experience compared to a wealth of amateur experience. You know, one massive power against massive engine. You know, it's mm. it's that classic meet, and and it's credit to them that they both. You know, this was called by the by the board, mm-hmm. and they both said at the time, you know, I want to do it. And I think it's quite common knowledge that that Frank Warren, you know, ideally didn't want to do this. You know, they didn't want to do Dubois Gorman at the time. You know, for for business reasons and also perhaps you know marinating things but they've both gone yep this is what it is and this isn't one of those fights that's been forced to happen 
or has gone, oh, we'll just do it because of the situation that's going on with COVID. You know, this was this was in this was done and dusted before this even happened. So they both deserve um, a huge amount of credit. Absolutely, I think. I think. Do you think there's a a case of you know Joe Joyce is 35 and he's got to get a wiggle on kind of thing? Yeah, to an extent. I mean, it, it's a tricky one really because if we're honest, they they both seem like absolutely lovely chaps, right? Mm. But neither of them are going to set the world alight when it comes to the microphone or press no. conferences. You know, I watched the head to head and it's you know, yeah, it really work. <laughs> you know, but they both you know. But uh, that's not their strength. That's what they have promoters for, and you know, good. Um, so it's one of those things that I think it can only get as big as it as it probably is now. Like a war of words or antics and things at press conferences, I don't think really would have made much of a difference. I don't think if it had been pay per view, I don't think any of that nature would have been adding to purchases. No. Um, but yeah, probably you know, Joe Joyce has, has got to to get going if, if he genuinely believes that this is uh, of where he wants to get to you know Daniel Dubois 22 he can always always come again but um you know they seem very confident Joe Joyce's team you know kind of a relaxed confidence as well which uh, uh maybe for maybe that's coming from uh, what's his name uh, what's his manager's name Sam Jones Sam Jones sorry yeah you know Joe Joyce seems a little bit more well it's a 50-50 and I believe I've got the tools to beat him type stuff which is not usually what you'd hear a 35 year old say about a 22 year old you know usually it'd be like look he's not in my league or you know he's got some growing up to do he's got some experience to get first but you don't really seem to be hearing that which is interesting it is interesting and yeah I I, 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 I'll be honest when Joe Joyce starts talking I change the channel because (laughs) I it's not that I don't like him and it's not that he reminds me of Fraser Clark. It's just that. <laughs> Do we tell that story? Do we tell the story? <laughs> I think we've told. I think you've told that story on this podcast oh, before. Sure. We can tell it. We'll again. tell it again. For our, I imagine we've got some new listeners. New, yeah, new listeners over from Boxing Social. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, by the way, on hitting a fantastic number of subscribers. For yeah, man. Boxing. Yeah, hundred thousand. They're up to now, isn't it? Mental, man. I like to think that we tip them over the edge. I like to think that we we, that we were the ones that just got them over the line, you know. Yeah. Come, we, that's what we said when we sat down and talked about. It. We said, "Look, listen, lads, you need seven more subscribers to get to a hundred thousand. We can deliver that for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can get you eighty percent of that at least." <laughs> anyway, um, Fraser so, yeah, Park, let's tell yeah, the story. It's great, right? So Cal and I went to a Coley Chamberlain. Yes. Uh, uh, and went ringside and uh, and we're doing some some interviews. So we had we had, we had a good night actually. Yeah, we did. We spoke with um, Big Nasty. We had Eddie Hearn, Adam Smith. Um, we did a bit with Tony Bowie and Dave Caldwell. Cal Yafai, uh, uh, Cal Yafai, and Charlie Edwards separately. Mm-hmm. And then they we were kind of during the middle of us talking is when they started their big argument that the man and the, and his world and the world filmed at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Chris Eubank Jr. And anyway, so uh, Cal goes, oh, there's, uh, there's Joe Joyce. Uh, I was like, where? And he was like, oh, over there. I was like, oh, I can't see him. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to go get Joe Joyce. I was like, yeah, all right, if you want to, go for it, yeah. Um, uh, and I watch him walk over there, right? And I, like, I can't hear what's saying. And suddenly I just hear, see Cal take like a half step back and almost, almost crumple to the floor, right? Where... <laughs> And just as this moment, Eddie Hearn is walking past as well. Why don't you? Why don't you tell me? Tell the listeners what was said 
as you were talking to Joe so I They look alike a lot. And this was, you know, a Cody Chamberlain. You know, Joe Joyce wasn't as well known as he is now. He'd obviously done the Olympics and that. But I thought he was Joe Joyce. It was dark in there, to be fair. Um, but, you know. yeah, I, went, I said, oh, yeah, do you want to get an interview? And I said, oh, Joe, well, congrats on the win. And he goes, I'm Fraser Clark. <laughs> I was like, fuck, yes, you are. And then Eddie Hearn is just walking past. And Fraser Clark turns to Eddie Hearn and goes, this geezer just thought I was called... <laughs> Thought I was Joe Joyce, and Eddie Hearn pointed at me. Went ah, you wanker! <laughs> and I was just like, oh, and I just slumped my head down and walked back and sat next to you. And I said, that wasn't that wasn't Joe Joyce. Out. Oh, that was Fraser Clark. Absolutely fucking mortified. Well, it was good. Um, I can't remember what we were saying now, but yeah, that's, yeah. That's no, that. I think we were just talking about Joe Joyce really, and you know, kind of where he is, where he's at, and. Uh, what one thing I did notice is, you know, he calls it a 50-50 fight. And I think when it was first announced or when it was first being spoken about, it was a 50-50 fight. But you look at the betting odds and Daniel Dubois a four to one favourite, four yeah. to one on. And Joe Joyce is three to one. You know, do you think I think from from Joyce's team, I think they'll look I think they're looking at, at opposition. Right. And mm. this rightly or wrongly, but I think they're looking at opposition and thinking, well, you know, Stiverne, Ustinov, Jennings, you mm. know, these are all, you know, people that, um, that Michael, yeah, you know, what was, uh, what was the other one, Michael, uh, uh, Wallace? Yeah, they had, uh, yeah, they, they had him, they had Brian Jennings, Ustinov, like you said, Ustinov, Stiverne, they had Lenroy Thomas, who was Commonwealth champion in his fourth yeah, fight. Yeah. Like, yeah, they had uh, Michael Wallach, like, who wasn't up to much, but, you know, I think that's valid. I think that's a valid point because you look at Daniel Dubois' record and the best name by some distance is probably Nathan Gorman, would you say? And then you've got Kevin Johnson as well. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, really, because, because you know, Joe Joyce has that, has that amateur pedigree. So he kind of had to go into these types of fights, you know, Stavernusen or Jennings and, um, you know, even people like Joe Hanks, you know, like and, and, and things like that. It's, and he was 30 when he turned over. It wasn't like he was 25 and he had... Yeah, and so Dubois, and you're not going to expect a, 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 a you know, 19, 20, 21-year-old uh, Dubois to be going in against people like that. So going in against people like Kevin Johnson is, you know, is the is part of the experience of, of taking those steps as you go along. I think I think they're thinking that they, this is maybe one fight too soon for Dubois. I don't think this, but I think this might be their thinking in terms of in terms of confidence i think they think you know he could have done with a bryant jennings before fighting us yeah um so it it really is intriguing because you know it's very different records um but justifiably so this isn't this isn't someone coming into it going wow who have you fought really just had a bit of luck you know you're entertaining that's why you've got this fight it's not it's purely down to age and where where they've started the professional Mm -hmm. game rather than where they're going to finish it yeah i think you're right and i and i think you know frank warren's obviously you know got a slice of you know joe joyce and he's thinking i've got to, i've got to put him in with someone good soon and i've got to get some money out of him because he you know this is before he's got sam jones and i think sam jones is absolutely the best thing to happen to joe joyce because mm. he's fucking irritating like, yeah, he's yeah. proper irritating and it's <laughs> great and it's i found myself getting annoyed watching him going You've never, you've never, he said to Daniel Dubois, you've never had a real fight in your life. And I'm thinking, you're a fucking manager. Like, you can't say that. But <laughs> it was, 
I found myself getting annoyed by it. And yeah, for Joe Joyce, it's like the best thing to ever happen to him. But I think, you know, promotionally, you've got, to, you know, Frank Warren's got to look at it and think, I need to get saying out of Joe Joyce before he loses, loses a fight he's not supposed to, you know? Yeah. And Dubois, he's looking at Dubois, Dubois being the future. He's done WBO number two. He's 23 years old. He's looking better every fight. <clears throat> he's probably thinking that I've got to get something out of Joe Joyce at some point. He's 35 now. And heavyweights tend to peak later than, than the guys at the smaller weights, but still 35. He's not a young man anymore in boxing terms. And he's, he's, Frank Warren's thinking, let's just do it now. Let's do it now while it's hot. While, while I think, hot. Uh, I don't know. I think, I, I think you're right. I think, yeah. um, it, it, I think it made too much sense to not, to not do. I don't think they probably would have wanted to. I right. think they probably could have let, they probably wanted to wait it, wait it out a little bit. But it made too much sense not to do it because who's Dubois gonna you gonna fight? He would have ended up fighting someone like a, I don't know, maybe a, uh, you know, it probably could have been ended like a Hellenius or maybe yeah. even like a Charles Martin or something like that. You know, whereas and and Joyce there was talk about Hergovic, wasn't it before before all this for Joyce and you know who gives a fuck about Philip Hergovic? You know, it's it's it makes too much sense to not do and it and it's great and and it's not on pay per view. Which is great. Um, so yeah, you know, eat, drink, and knock the fuck out of each other. Yeah, it's a shame we can't be there. Um, I think it would have been great with a crowd. It's one of those. They say about domestic fights. They just gets the you know we all love a world title fight, and you know we've been up and seen Usyk and seen all these brilliant world class fighters. But there's something about a domestic, a domestic fight at the top, top you know top of the kind of the. The, uh, of the division the, for the winner al where yeah. would you kind of put them in the rankings in terms of like are they top 10 are they top five like in the heavyweight rankings where would you kind of put them in the I top think, five i think if dubois wins hmm. um yeah maybe maybe between top 10 and top 15 because you look at really roughly who's going to be in and around that sort of area you're talking uh Joseph Parker, Luis Ortiz, Oscar Rivas, around there. So probably just behind those guys. You know, yeah. maybe one more fight, and you know he's up and around there. Whereas, whereas with um, Joe Joyce, you know he has got those names of Jennings and and um, and people like that. So mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I still don't think it puts. It, they, they probably are in the minds of terms of of, of, of people that you want to watch. Mm. in the top 10 mm. but i mean i'm just looking now i mean i mean box box right top 10 so you've got fury wilder joshua pavetkin usik andy ruiz michael hunter dillian white chisora pula parker you know would you, would you put him above Derek chisora the winner depending i think it, do you think it depends on the manner of victory as well probably yeah probably. if Dubois wipes him out in two rounds yeah so fuck me you're like top seven eight yeah i just think i always try and think of it as if i was someone like uh i don't know uh, say say there was the equivalent of of someone you know an american let's say yeah let's say someone who's a prospect but you know was a complete you know an anthony joshua version but in america yeah. would they look over at britain and say do you know what yeah dubois or joe joyce would be would be a draw i look at it in that sense as well rather than necessarily just who they've beaten and uh they probably dubois probably would be i'm not sure joe joyce would be so 
I don't know. It's interesting. I think, but you know, look in terms of British wise, wh- whoever wins this fight is then bang, definitely bang in the mix in terms of in terms of the British ones. You know, probably goes above Chisora. You know, Joe Joyce is is ranked sixteenth. You know, above you know, just below like Hellenius and Charles Martin. So yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. yeah. You put them in around that kind of top fifteen. Yeah, yeah, you would. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, convinced that you know Charles Martin should be there. But yeah, I think it's yeah, between like nine and fourteen. You'd 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 have them kind of anywhere around there, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Who who do you fancy? I think I think Dubois is just going to be too big. It's just right. going to be too big and too forceful. Um, I, I yeah, I just can't. I can't get around the fact of I think that. Uh, I think it'll be a later stoppage than people think. I mean, the general consensus seems to be Joyce uh, Dubois early, perhaps Joyce later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we saw against Kevin Johnson, like, all right, he was a bit, maybe he was going after him a little bit too much. But, you know, he, he, he something that Dubois does do, he does stay relatively calm. Mm. You know, it's it's he's going to get hit back, obviously, this time. But, mm. um. I think uh, I just think he'll be too big and too powerful. And I think I think if he can if he can impose that quickly, I think it's going to be very much down to who starts the fight the better, mm-hmm. um, and then go from there. But yeah, Dubois for me, and I think Dubois in seven. Okay, okay, so well, it's middle rounds in. Okay, yeah, I've got a feeling that Dubois is going to get him out of there early. Really? I think he might get him out of there in three rounds. Um, yeah, I just think, I think like you said, that the noises coming from from Joyce aren't really strong. Talking about 50-50 fights and stuff like that, it's like, mm, I'd expect it, like you said, I'd th- expect a bit more confidence. He's 35, he's not boxed for a long time, and his hands and his feet, it's like he's punching through mud, Joyce. Yeah. Um, he's very slow. Uh, and Dubois not lightning quick, but he's quicker than Joyce. But do you and- not think he'll have the savvy to be able to... You know, if, if they do think that look, we've got far more of a chance in the in the second half of the fight, mm. do you not think he'd be savvy enough to at least draw it out? He might not be winning them, possible fight, and he might be not hanging on. But do you know what I mean? Like, you're not really offering him much in terms of offensiveness, um, but able to drag it out to four, five, six, seven, maybe. Yeah, I think it's very possible. I think what you're saying, you know, middle rounds is probably the more likely thing. It's just a feeling, really. Yeah. Plus. Ian John Lewis is the referee. Is he really? Yes. And he loves a quick stoppage. And I can How see... How can you Ian John Lewis as a referee in, in, in a heavyweight fight like this? Between two punches. And I think if Joyce gets hurt, I can see Ian John Lewis just jumping straight in there. And that's it. And that's that's what swung it for me. I saw he was the referee. And I was like, uh-oh. Like, because the blokes, you know, the bloke either stops it too early or too late. And he's... He's just dangerous. You know how I feel about Ian John Lewis. He's yeah, I'm, I'm dangerous. surprised at that because I know he had a lot of, you know, there's, there's no doubt in that he's obviously a very experienced referee, but he had a lot of stick, you know, a couple last times out. And yeah. for a big, big fight like this, I don't know, just surprises me a little bit. Well, let's hope, but let's hope not. Let's hope that, you know, we don't talk about him in any way, shape or form. So. No, no, let's hope he's not really involved, really, and that they're just left, they're left to, to kind of get on with it, really. Um, but you're, you were right in saying that it's on that it's on free box office, which I think is obviously great. And what seems to be paying for it is Mike Tyson against Roy Jones Jr., hmm. 
on pay-per-view over in California. Uh, some of the rules were some of the rules came out yesterday. So it's eight rounds, two minutes a round, uh, no judges. Uh, if if anybody gets cut, the fight is stopped. Nobody's allowed to get knocked out. Uh, I don't understand how, how you can have nobody's allowed to get knocked out. I mean, it's an exhibition. Yeah, I know, but like one little, you know, it could be. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't believe for one minute that someone as uh, should we say uh, volatile yeah. <laughs> as, as Mike Tyson is uh, is necessarily pulling some punches if 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 it isn't perhaps going his way. You know, I don't know. I just uh, just made me think. Oh, not allowed. Like if someone gets knocked out, like no, scratch. You didn't see that. <laughs> over. <laughs> it's. Uh, I know what you mean. Though, but yeah. I mean, I just. Oh, it's a waste of time. No cuts. No cuts. So if if somebody gets cut, the fight is over. It's an exhibition fight, but they're both going to get paid $10 million for it. Well, that's all right. Good luck to them. Fair play to them. Yeah. Fair play to them. Absolutely. Is that the sort of thing you would stay up and watch? Are you interested in watching it at all? Absolutely not. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Uh, You know, it's... It's not like you're tuning in to have one last glimpse of your of your favourite boxer that you fell in love with because they're going to be very very different <laughs> from what yeah yeah or remember. I think people see Mike Tyson hit the pads for 15 seconds on Instagram and they think that they're they're going to see something from 1986 and yeah look I mean he's in remarkable shape you know yeah. and it's and it's if they getting paid particularly for Roy Jones you know getting getting a big payday like that mm-hmm. oh good luck to him but yeah I've no interest in it I I. I, I don't. I think it does, does a disservice us talking too much about it. Truth be told. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. Just while we're just while we're on the the heavyweights. Um, earlier this week, it was announced that the Anthony Joshua against Kubrat Pulev fight was going to be on Sky Sports box office, like it always is. It mm-hmm. looks like they're going to try and get a thousand fans in as well. Um, and also that the price of pay per view is going up to twenty four ninety five. What did you kind of think about that? Well, it hasn't gone up technically. Technically, that was his stayed. last. That's the Joshua price, is that right? Technically, it stayed the same right. from Ruiz too. Yeah, right. So I understand that. You know, look, Matchroom and Sky's position is look. There's no fans in here. We've made a, a colossal effort to get you know Anthony Joshua out and you know keeping the fight as it is against someone who he's you know that was arranged. You know, we were meant to have sixty thousand people in in Tottenham, and now we've got none. Uh, so we're not going to raise the pay-per-view, but we're going to keep it the same as what it was. We're not going to take it back down. And I understand that. I do understand it. I mean, I wouldn't pay for it, but I understand it. Yeah, I understand that. I, I get it. I get it. I don't think it's right. I think, you know, it's really, really gone up in the last few years. It was 15 and then it was 17 and it's Floyd Mayweather Pacquiao was the first 20 quid fight. And then since then, since how, long the last... that? how long ago was Mayweather Pacquiao now? How many that years? That was five years ago. I mean, five years is, uh, it's, you know. Yeah, I guess when you put it like that, stuff that was gets, 20 quid. Stuff gets more, how much was your Sky package five years ago? I bet it was five quid at least, least expensive. Yeah. It's just yeah. one of those, it's just one of those things, man. It's, it's, it's something about, it's an asset of theirs that they have to, to try and get out and they and they know they can make money off it they know people will buy it yeah you know it, it's yeah it, it's not um it's an issue you know my thoughts on pay-per-view is as general i have an issue when it's when it's 
when a card is having to be fluffed out because the main event isn't pay-per-view worthy. Those are the ones that annoy me. And this is that to an extent. Yeah. But, you know, we're in mental times at the minute. And, you know, whether it's Eddie Hearn, whether it's Frank Warren, you know, there's a lot of them doing doing their nuts, you know, at the minute in terms of costs uh, with no money coming in. So I'm willing to give them a pass this time. I think I also read somewhere that, um, yes, I did read that, that Eddie Hearn said that if Joshua Fury is made, it will be twenty nine ninety five. They'll go up the extra fiver after that, and they'll go to thirty quid after that. I mean, Joshua Fury, you could probably charge what you wanted. Yeah, to be honest, if anything is a pay per view fight where they can, where you're on their strings, it's that. I don't, it's I don't, undisputed heavyweight championship. Yeah, unless it was silly money, I don't think I'd moan about that. You know, even if it was. 40 quid i don't think i'd massively moan about it really how often are you going to get british undisputed mm. you know in it depends where it is if it's in the uk as well which i doubt it will be but you know that might be where where it does jump in terms of paper if, if you know if people want them to be holding it in the uk you know if the money's not being offered as much in terms of appearance money mm. you know fees and and right fees and all the rest of it then if they can make it up by saying, look, this is a one-off, it's thirty nine ninety nine, I think they do it. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the only pay-per-view you could probably never moan about. Yeah, I think you're right. That one, yeah, you would. You would pay. Re- really, I'd love to have a sweet vaccination in my veins and I'd be going to the stadium to watch the fight, you know, if it was at Wembley Stadium. But if that wasn't possible, and we had to, you know, I had to watch it from my mother because I didn't have a sweet vaccination in my veins or... Um, I couldn't get a ticket, then I would, yeah, would probably watch it at home, would happily pay 30 quid for the privilege of doing so. I completely get that. I can understand why people are pissed off about this one, though. It's a kind of a mandatory that nobody really asked for, but he is the straw that stirs the Sky Sports drink, Anthony Joshua. Well, the thing is, I think it's going to be interesting because I think if any time where you'll see a down, a dip in people paying to watch Anthony Joshua, you know, after the Ruiz fights, you know, some of that, of that magic has, has gone. Yeah. If he'd not, if he'd gone in and sparked uh, Ruiz out in the second time, then maybe not. But the truth is, it wasn't a particularly great fight to watch. Um, it's been a long time since he's been in the fight. You know, during that time, Fury's kind of come in and done what he's done. <clears throat> um, and you know, like I said, the undercard is not. I mean, you got what you got, Akoli, obviously fighting for a world title. Yeah. Um, has anything else been announced on it? I don't know. Huey Fury's going to box on it. Uh, Martin Bacoli's going to box on there. Okay. So there's no, there's I think if any time you're going to see it, in terms of, uh, it'd be interesting to see what the numbers are. Not that we'd get told the truth, I'm sure, but uh, no, it, it'd be interesting to see what those numbers are because I think if we're going to see a dip in that type of thing, it's going to be this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, two more quick questions before we wrap this up, Al. Um, oh, we're going to do our stories of the month if you want to, mate. Yeah. Go on, you do your questions. I'll find that. Okay, you go a click around. Okay, first question: um, How far can Conor Ben go? I've no idea. Yeah, <laughs> he's. Uh, I like him. I like Conor Ben. Um, he's entertaining. Uh, he'll only get more entertaining. Him and Josh Kelly as a fight is is great. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Kelly's got to get past um, David Evanesian. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. 
But Welter, mm, I mean, really, you look at Welter. In, if we're talking uh, in Britain for for a start, right? Yeah. So you've got you know you've got people like Kelbrook who you know that's that's the end of him now. Yeah. Um, and then you've got um, obviously Amir Khan, who's you know nowhere to be seen, and then and then really. In England, it's you know, pretty much is Josh Kelly, Conor Ben, maybe Chris Jenkins. Yeah, we know that Chris Jenkins has been offered that fight numerous times, and it's kind of the whole matchroom Queensbury thing just doesn't seem to have been getting over the over the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in in terms of Britain, really, once he beats Josh Kelly, then or if he can beat Josh Kelly, sorry, then 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 we'll see what he can do on on a world stage. I mean, I don't think he'll really. To be fair, if he's beating Josh Kelly, I don't think he'd probably really need to bother with Commonwealth and Europeans and no. um, and all that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, if if he can, so Josh Kelly fights in January, doesn't he, against Evanesian? Yeah. So um, yeah, we're looking kind of April, May at the earliest. Mm-hmm. You know, if he could fight someone in between there, so maybe a Chris Jenkins or a uh, I don't know. But I mean, who else is well or Britain's he got? Uh, uh, John oh. Garn, I think Johnny Garn retired after he lost the. You know, Paddy Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. So, possibly, possibly. Yeah, I mean, you can have one of those things that probably won't do a huge amount for him. You know, if you can get the Chris Jenkins fight, then great. Uh, what about that Michael? What's his name? Um, oh, uh, Michael McKinson. Yeah, he's pretty good actually. Yeah, he's, he's pretty decent. Oh, isn't he? He's with MTK, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that you might be able to do that. I saw him box on one of the MTK YouTube shows, and he's actually pretty decent. That's a good shout, actually. Uh, and you're right, Kelbrook and Amir Khan are finished. Like you said, you've got Josh Kelly, Connor Ben, Michael McKinson, and then Chris Jenkins. Uh, maybe the board will will mandate Chris Jenkins against Connor Ben. You know, maybe they'll call it and say, look. And then I they did. I thought that's what happened. Well, usually when they get called, they usually either someone has to vacate, or you know, they've got a or they make it. You know, so. Maybe they can make that early next year. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I like him. Look, he's got the name. He's got. He's entertaining. He can yeah. talk. You know, he's a good-looking lad. Beard's looking great. Beard's looking all right, isn't it? Yeah. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think he would do all right. I mean, he's so young to say that. It's easy just to say, yeah, I think he can win a world title, but it will depend. You know, really, age is on his side. You know, he's mm. got a long time to do it. So, yeah, he, he could he's got probably. Time. Yeah, you know, he's perfectly capable. If he keeps improving and and the right fights get made at the right time to win a world title, which is something you could say about almost every fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about like you said, it's about timing. It's about getting the right fight at the right time, a vacant title, you know, an interim title that gets upgraded to a world title. He could do something like that. Yep. Um, or and then you've got you know Danny Garcia's getting on a bit. You know, Furman's not the fighter he was. Pacquiao's going to jack at some point. He's going to start fighting Conor McGregor's and all that sort of thing soon. So the you know, while the welterweight division has always been quite strong, especially stateside, th- there could be in a couple of years some windows to start to open up for for him because you know again Terence Crawford's thirty three, uh, so yeah, I think there's there's going to be opportunities for Conor Ben, maybe not right now, but maybe in two or three years time. Um, it was Froch Grove seven years ago. Yeah, I, you know what? it's uh, I'm looking at my Groves Froch Groves poster here right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't believe it's been that long. Yes. Yeah. What a night. I mean, that was... Uh, oh, it's just joyous, that first round. I, I, there's been a long time since, and... I mean, my daughter's been born since then, so I should probably say that. But the pure adrenaline and joy when I saw that oh. uh, that right hand connect and, and Carl 
Frosch fall asleep on the floor for a couple seconds. I can't tell you how happy I was at that time. It was just utter joy as a massive <laughs> Groves fanboy. It was it was life that moment, uh, and I genuinely thought he was going to win, and I was heartbroken. Yeah, it, it was, and and I the, the stoppage was horrible. It was an awful piece of officiating. Howard Foster's kind of made a reputation since then because of that. You could say unfairly, but I'm not sure it is. Um, I've not watched it again. I know you watch it all the time, and I've not watched <laughs> yeah. that fight again. Uh, I, I watched it on the night, and then the other day, somebody, because it was the anniversary, somebody posted round six on Twitter. I saw and it. I thought, yeah. oh, go on then. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, fuck me, Frotch ate some shots in that round. I stopped watching after round five. Because <laughs> I know what's <laughs> happening, I know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. He just, yeah, it was a cracking fight, and it's one of the one of the special moments in British boxing history. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that Groves Groves got to win a world title in the end. And me and you were ringside to see it. Um, it was a special night. I saw Groves' uh, Instagram story today, and he was giving away a load of merch because obviously he hasn't, he's not selling any anymore. It was quite sad actually. He was mm-hmm. offering it to amateur boxing club, club clubs and stuff like that. Oh, anyone want any beanie hats or shirts? I thought, oh, fucking bless him. Bless his heart. It's not bad for him. But um, have you found your stories? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, it's not, it's not, as, it's not as entertaining this month Ow. as it usually is. Uh, we run through the stuff. It's basically, Canelo walks away from 365 million quid contract with the zone. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a lot of money to walk away from, man. Mm. It's. I wonder how they've got that figure. Hold on. Uh, um, <laughs> Canelo Alvarez has cut ties with DAZN and Golden Boy Promotions, wiping out his monstrous 11-fight, £365 million deal in the process. Only time will tell whether the Mexican star Canelo made the right move or not. If, Canelo future, if Canelo's future fights bring in less than what he would have made with DAZN, it's possible he could retreat. Leaving them. Retreat. They mean regret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fox. Oh, this site is just a joy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. Actually, I'm not. I'm not gonna go any more into that because that's just embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> if Canelo future fights bring in less than what he would have made with his own, it's possible he could retreat, comma, leaving them. <laughs> Oh, God. Joy, good stuff. Oh, that's so um, good. Uh, yeah, the rest of it is all pretty straight. Canelo, uh, Callum Smith says Canelo Alvarez is too small to win. What do you think about that? Uh, well, we spoke. Yeah, we did a little podcast. And we chatted about it the other day. I'm interested in what you think about that fight. Really, if you give Callum Smith, a, I give him a chance. I think he's probably you know the best kind of. I think he's probably him. Yeah, outside of like Baturbiev or Bivol, I think he's the best opponent for Canelo right now. Um, I, I think his inact- I think his inactivity is going to be the big problem here yeah, right. for Smith. So it's been a long time, you know. You know, really, you look at, at Smith's record. He went in against a, you know, what? Let's be quite frank, a half fit George Groves. Is there anyone else on his record that you would even that even comes close to Groves level? No, and and got got you know. Obviously, he says, you know, Grove said himself afterwards, he goes, you know, I was, the jab wasn't there, my, my my shoulder was gone, and so I was loading up with the right hand throughout the fight. But you look at his record, and you're right, it's not great for Callum Smith. And, you know, John Ryder was a good win, but it's pretty, you know, I 
not sure he won. I'm not sure he beat John Ryder. No. Um, you know, Hassan and Dam's far too small. Um, you know, Rocky Fielding in a round, come on. Like, and I just think, yeah, this is, I think it's almost like his brother in a way. And I remember saying before Liam Smith for Canelo, saying this isn't, this is a massive leap up in quality for Liam. And it's, you're right. I've never, I haven't thought of it like this until now. It's, it's a massive jump in quality for Callum Smith. Yeah. To go from fighting, you know, Eric Scogland and, you know, Nicky Holsgen to Canelo Alvarez, the best boxer in the world. It's, yeah. it's, no, it's tough. And it's a, it's a question of what you put, what deserves more weight in terms of, in terms of your opinion. And, mm. you know, people saying that the best, the best Canelo is at 160, um, you know, and, and then there's a big change when you're at 168 compared to, well, you know, Smith fighting a half bit. George Groves is the best opponent he's he's faced, and then jumping then jumping to to Canelo is is far more of a disadvantage than having to go up eight pounds. And you know we haven't even talked about in terms of just how good Canelo is in general yet. So yeah, I, I think I think it would be a pretty straightforward night to be honest for Canelo. Yeah, yeah. We all kind of felt on the last pod that it's a one sixteen one twelve Canelo kind of night. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty comfortable. There's not really much else on there. Uh, Casemiro against Rigondo in the works for March or April. I heard about that. Yeah, bantam. Yeah, because Rigondo's gone. You know, he's still the lineal super bantamweight champion, Rigondo. But yeah. nobody ever wants to fight him there. And he's got a belt at bantam. I think he's got the WBA regular or something at, at bantam. And uh, Casemiro is the gonna say the WBO was the IBF. I'm gonna say WBO champion. So Casemiro, um, oh, I think he's got yeah, yeah. I still want to see him in a new A. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's the one. That's the one. Um, but yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you could do Rigondo Denair too at Bantam because Denair is about to have a shot at the WBC title. So there's mm. that, there's that as well. Uh, that was it really. I'm trying to think if anything else is on there. Uh, Lopez refuses to give Loma a rematch. No well, one wants to see that. No. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Oh, Canelo wow. interested in fighting Errol Spence in the future, apparently. Yeah, Errol Spence is talking about going to middleweight to fight him at middleweight. But I don't think Canelo can make middleweight anymore. No, no. But no, um, well, like I said, other than the, the spelling and the, grammat- the, the grammatical errors, there's not, um, not a huge amount on the on our usual um, light-hearted site uh, today. Ah, so that's, uh, that's a shame. That no. is a shame. We have to save some up for next time. Yeah. Yeah. All right then, mate. Oh, 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 hold on. Oh. Uh, I wanted to ask what you thought about Eggington and Theophane. Our friend, Ashley. Yeah, our friend, Ashley. I want to get him on the pod soon. I want to talk about his book. Um, I think Egginson's too big. I'll say it quietly because I don't want Ashley to be upset with us, but I think Egginson's too big for him. And, and it must be his last fight, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's yeah he said that. Fein said it's his last fight, and he obviously thinks he can win, but really, Fein's a junior welter. He's a 140-pound fight. Mm. Yeah, he's best. He's now fighting a guy in Eggington who's either a massive welter or a small, like, middle. And it's... Yeah, I worry for Ashley in that one. But I really... I hope he does win. Is it Channel 5? Yeah, it is, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. This is the type of stuff that... You know, that COVID is making stuff up. You know, but, all right, there's no... There's no there's no real dog in the race, really, you know, between Eggington and Fiofane in terms of what it does to affect, well, anyone else, really. No, but... It's interesting, it's intriguing, it's free to watch, and it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's boxing and it's free. 
Yeah, there you go. Can't mo. Good stuff. We can't. We can't. All right, mate. All Thanks right. for that. All right. Take care. <laughs> See ya. All right. Sports Social Podcast Network.